Welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. In today's episode, Nick and I discuss the Game Awards 2022 nominees. We also take a stab at picking the winners. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Pressing Buttons. I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. And it's another great week, another great episode coming right at you. Now, it's officially my tagline. Wow, that's so organic and yeah. I've embraced clean. it. I've embraced yeah. it. It's, it's it, my intro now. Is it episode or is it show? This is important because Deepaz was asking. Well, I, I think I you would, say episode. I do say episode, yeah. Because okay. I can't. I, I don't think show. I mean, it is a great show overall. If if I don't, if you don't mind me saying, I'm, I may be a little biased, but it is a great show. I think you're right. But but I think. Also, every episode is also great. So, yeah. another great episode of Pressing Buttons coming okay, right at there you. There you go. You heard it here first. Where we discuss how great we are, apparently. <laughs> um, but a little bit of an update. We have hit 100. Count them 100. Actually, it's like 104 people. 104 really? real people on Discord. How many with bots? 107, because we only have Damn. three bots. Shout out to the Destiny bot, shout out to the stream bot, shout out to the me bot. Oh, never mind, four bots. We also have a League of Legends bot. So shout out to those bots. But we have finally hit that threshold of 100 real people. So we're going to be, we're thinking of doing a little Game Awards stream when they do the, the Game Awards. We will be entering four, uh, five, five of our uh, listeners into a pot. Um, we're going to do a little drawing and see uh, who wins the shirt, uh, pressing button shirts. So there you go. Very exciting. Super exciting stuff because we like to give things to people or mostly shirts for now. <laughs> By things you, know. you mean specifically shirts. Yeah. One time a year. <laughs> whenever whenever we get more merchandise, you guys will, you know, our logo, well done by D-Pass Design, is a beautiful logo. Um, beautiful art he does for the show. Um, I'm thinking maybe we're going to get stickers. We're going to get pins. We can give out at the convention, you know. I need a hoodie. That's my that's my go-to. Hoodie's coming at you, you know. But we got to get more, more, uh, more logos, more things to put on shirts. So, okay. yeah. We'll see. But be on the lookout for that. We'll let you guys know when we do the Game Awards stream. Um, hopefully we get to close stream like we did for the Summer's Games Fest. Jeff Keighley, you know, he's, he's a pal of ours through email. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stream that and we'll call out the winners out there. But speaking of Jeff Keighley and Game Awards, this episode will mostly be solely dedicated to the Game Awards. And Nick and I are going to kind of go over the full list of um, awards and nominees. We're going to give our little takes on what we think will win, uh, what we want to see win, if they're going to win, who's not going to win, did we play it, did we not play it. We're just going to kind of go over each category and give the pressing buttons takes because, you know, that's why you guys listen to us because you love our takes and this natural banter that we have. (laughs) So first off, we're going to start with, uh, we're going to do this in like a random order because I don't think this is the same order that they're going to do at the Game Awards, but we're going to leave the big one obviously for last, which is uh, Game of the Year because that's how you build suspense, baby, and we are masters of it. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off with uh, Best Esports Event, and this one I think I have more of, actually, 
we do have a bonding experience at EVO 2022, which is well documented in our YouTube channel where you can watch the EVO 2022 video we did. And uh, we have, so, so let me just run down the list. We have EVO 2022. We have the 2022 League of Legends World Championship. We have PGL Major Antwerp 2022. Don't know what the heck that is. The 2022 Mid-Season Invitational which I'm also guessing it's league-related because that's what they call their mid-season invitational. Uh, and then we have Valorant Champions 2022. So, obviously, these two, my money's on either EVO 2022 because we went there and it was a... <laughs> Just because the only consideration is because we were there. <laughs> no, no. Well, you didn't let me I'm finish. Sure ju- I'm sure the judges will take that. And, you know, they're like, oh, we're, which, which of these events did Nick and Hugo go to? Well, we went there, and it was a hell of an experience. And, you know, as we said in, in the EVO 2022 episode, the fucking Street Fighter uh, Five finals was amazing. So I think it's one of the best experiences I've been, and I've been to regular uh, sports uh, games and, and matches. But this one was so hyped, especially with the crowd and how much the crowd was into it. But also, strong consideration for the 2022 League of Legends World Championship, which I forgot to give on my um, on my closing thoughts, but the team that I picked to win, T1, did not win. The team that ended up winning was DRX, and they also had a great story because DRX managed to get in as one of the last teams in the play-in, and they came basically from the play-in stage, and they beat. they were the underdog in every match that they played in, Even in the finals, they came back, they won best of five. It was an amazing run. It's one of the best runs, I think, that has ever been done in uh, any esports or League of Legends esports. I think all the commentators and all the fans were really happy with how the tournament played out. And I don't think anybody had DRX picked as a world winner. And they won worlds. They shocked everybody. They played with each game that, that they played. They got better. Um, and with the best of fives that they played, they got better as the series went along because in a couple they were down 0-2 and they came back. So it's going to be a tough one. Personally, I do want Evo to win because I was there, but I also think uh, the League of Legends World Championship was one for the ages. What about you? What you got? Yeah, I think that's right. I don't really follow all these ones so for me it was just even the fact that evo was on there i thought was was cool so it had you know a little bit of credibility in this category but um i mean to me i feel like the the market leader for esports it's it's to me it's it's league of legends um you know maybe some other some of the other like first person shooters are out there but to me i think it's going to be an event that's a riot game league of legends and I don't know if, how it gets any bigger than the world championship. So I feel like that one's probably going to win, but um, I also kind of like, don't know what this even really means. Like, is it like the production value or of it, or is it more about the, like the actual, like who, who won and like how hype the matches were or, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's kind of tough to really even know what this is trying to measure, but um, I don't know. That'd, that'd be kind of be my guess. Yeah, I think you're right. It is kind of hard to tell if it's the production value or the actual matches and games. Um, I think overall, everything was done really well, especially since this is the first time that they did it in North America in the last, I believe, five or six years. And they did it in different states. They did it in, uh, well, they started off in Mexico. Then they 
um, jumped up to New York, then they did uh, Atlanta, and then finally they did um, L.A. Uh, not L.A. California for the for the finals in uh, in Oakland um, at the Chase Center. So I think they did a great job, just especially with all the states that they went to, and the production was amazing. All the casters were amazing. League of Legends is a hard game to understand, um, and an even harder game to watch. I think if you're not playing it. It's kind of not as enticing, but I think all the casters that they had and the analysts, everybody did a great job. Um, I wish I was as good as them, so, you know, props to them. So, League of Legends for me, League of Legends for you, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm just completely guessing, but that's that feels like it's uh, that's probably the front runner. But, but I do want Eva to win. I mean, I thought it was a great event. I just feel yeah. like it's kind of like on a... It's like a different kind of event. I think it's on a different scale, which I think kind of works against it in these types of you know awards competitions. So I want Evo to win, but I think uh, I think it's going to be one of these league league events. Yeah, especially just because Evo, there, there's so many games that were part of Evo, and you couldn't say um, that they all kind of lived up to the hype. There was definitely a Street Fighter and. Uh, um, and Guilty Gear and Injustice and all that stuff. So, but you know, if it had one focus, which I would say Street Fighter, I think it that was amazing. All right. Um, next, we're gonna move on to best esports coach. Which I will say this. Let's just, let's just skip this one. <laughs> we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna skip best esports the, coach because we don't know any of them. Actually, I I, I know the 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 League of Legends coach Gen G, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, it was already a stretch for us to try to talk around best esports event, but esports coach is just a a complete waste of time. I would just based on name alone. All right, let's let's go by name. So I will alone. I will read out the name, uh, and then we can we can choose okay, by I name. I like that. Yeah, best name uh, wins. All right, so we got Blade. Where the L is a one. That's, and so, the, that's so fucking lame, dude. Like, and the what is E he, is a, a three. Yeah. Well, then we got. Bizka, B-Z-K-A. Then we got Doom Bros, where the O's are zeros. Pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> we got Roban, um, and then we got Score. I'm going to give it to Doom Bros, just because I, I like the way it sounds, and the O's are zeros. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm more, I think I'm more of a, a Score score it's just very direct and to the point i mean and, I, I and his actual his actual name is actually pretty good too yeah it it go score dong bing oh that's a good it it, it goes well yeah. go score yeah just I, like all these all, like just like the replacing letters with numbers it's just like too too gamer tag f- for me to like it so it's very elementary because the first thing I thought was when you used to spell boobs on your calculator. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> like someone, it could have just as easily been, you know, boobs bros on here. Uh, so, But this also makes me want to think, like, if we ever um, did an event or hosted, would we be known by our real names or would we be known by our tags? I don't know. I still need to. I'm in the market for a new gamer tag, so uh, yours uh, which, I've, so which I've been which I've been for the last like year or so. But uh, I, know, I still got to figure that out. It works. It works. Yeah. 
All right. Um, next one, we're going to move on to the best esports team. This one is also kind of, I know some of these, but I guess it's more of the team uh, drive. So we're going to go with. It's either going to be FaZe or Gen G, right? Yeah. So the, the nominees are Dark Zero Esports. They play uh, Apex Legends. FaZe Clan, they're for CSGO. I'm pretty sure they have uh, teams for other games. Gen G for League of Legends. LA Thieves for Call of Duty. Or Loud for Valorant. Um, I'm actually going to go with Loud just because watching League of Legends, um, Loud is from Brazil and they have a very strong, uh, fan base down there. And I know Valorant is like their, their biggest, uh, team that everybody loves them down there. So I think I'm, I'm actually going to go for Loud because I think they, they, they got the numbers to back them up. Who you got? Okay. Let's go Loud. Wasn't that a... Jennifer Lopez song or something? Let's get loud, not let's, let's get go loud. loud. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Maybe that's why they named it, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm all in and loud just because of the Jennifer Lopez crossover opportunity. All right, all right. Hopefully hopefully they bring J Lo <laughs> in there <laughs> to help them win. Uh next we got best e esports athlete. We got Chelby, he's from Gen G, a League of Legends uh team. We got Faker. T1 as well, League of Legends team. Kerrigan is a Face Clan uh, Counter Strike Go player. Simple with a one uh, for the I. So I hate, the, I hate it. Yeah, the, the, not gonna the, win. The ones taking over the L's and the I's, baby. Um, he's a kind of they're a Counter Strike Go player. And then Yay, Y A Y, which I like. Cloud Nine Valorant player. Um, I like Yay, Y A Y, just because. That's, who doesn't love saying? Yeah, that's that's who's gonna win. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. But I don't. I don't think he's gonna win. I think Faker. You, is I think you're win. gonna say Faker. You're such a Faker fanboy. He's so good, bro. He's so good for so long. He's the epitome of consistency and just being good at what you're good at. He's the Tom Brady of League of Legends. You heard it here. I'm pretty sure it's been said somewhere else. But Faker's gonna win. But uh, honorable mention to Yay, just because it it makes me happy when I say it. Yeah. All right. Uh, best esports game. We got Counter Strike Global Offensive, Dota 2, League of Legends, Rocket League, or Valorant. Uh, you go first, just because I want to. I think I know what you're going to say, but I want to hear it. I, yeah, I'm just glad to move it. This is the last esports related category, so I'm looking forward to just moving on to the other ones. We need better uh, I mean, esports coverage, is what it is. If we nah. if we if we get our esports coverage up there, then it'll be more interesting. But this is already interesting enough. I think. So no, you know the things that jump out at me. There's no no fighting games, uh, which is interesting. Uh, Rocket League is on here, which I I love Rocket League. We talk about it pretty but pretty often. Um, it's basically like a weekly game night. Uh, game that we play so i don't know i just, I just feel like it's either going to be league of legends or valorant um you know i think league of legends is kind of like well i guess really all these i mean dota 2 and, and counter-strike you know those, those have been around forever too but i feel like valorant maybe just because it's like the new relatively new um and i feel like it's been getting a lot of positive momentum uh, in, in esports so you know, so maybe, maybe there could be something there. 
I I was thinking that you were gonna say Rocket League, of course, because you you know that yeah, was like the main stage. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would love it if it won. I just I just don't know if it's you know in the same kind of tier as as some of these other some of these other games in the category. Yeah, Rocket League, pretty good. I I agree with you. I don't think it's gonna draw enough people for it to win. I do think League of Legends is gonna be the winner, just because. Um, in terms of popularity, I think it's up there as one of the most popular in the world, if not the most popular esports in the world. And also, um, with the changes that they do every season, I think it's enough where it brings people back in. Obviously, I would also like for there to be a, a fighting game on here as one of the best esports, especially with so many competitions that they have throughout the year for, for the fighting game community. Um they probably did leave it for best fighting game, and they they considered that as like also to to put in there the the as an esport. But it's just weird not to see like a, a fighting game in here. And you have Counter Strike, which I'm pretty sure it's big in the in the PC community, but I don't think it's that great. Dota doesn't get a lot of support either, so it's just it's just weird. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I think, say I think we'll see. I think we'll see Street Fighter Six. Uh, next, next, next year, year, next year, yeah, I think that'll be on the list. Yeah, or uh, whenever the Riot fighting game uh, comes Project out, L. yeah, I think I think that'll make it on there. So, yeah, so I'm saying I'm saying League of Legends, but honorable mention to Rocket League. That's always a mainstay in these type of things. Hmm. All right, so we're gonna move on to the next category: innovation and accessibility. Now, not a big, uh, I am not a big. What's the word? I was going to say not a big proponent, but that's... I, am, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what, <laughs> what is this guy about to say? And I was I, getting a I'm little a, worried. Yeah. I'm a super proponent of, <laughs> if that's the, the way to say it, of accessibility. I, I, don't, I don't support accessibility in games, so I, let's skip this category. No. Pressing buttons fully support <laughs> accessibility in games. But I'm gonna, uh-huh. uh, what I was trying to say was like, I don't, you know, accessibility in video games is not a big thing for me because I... You know, I don't have any disabilities, but I do appreciate that a lot of these companies, uh, especially in, in this day and age, are making a really big effort to make games more accessible. I know a lot of Sony studios have been doing that lately, and also Microsoft, especially Microsoft with the uh, pad that they have, uh, their controller to, to help uh, in accessibility in video games. Um, I haven't messed uh, with the games that I have played. I haven't messed really with the accessibility settings, but... I think um, they're, they're, they're all good for doing it. Props to them. Bring more accessibility for everybody to video games. And now I will read out the, the nominees. Good uh, save. That was a good save. <laughs> yeah. I was getting worried. We have uh, As Dust Falls by Xbox Game Studios in Interior Night. We have God of War's uh, Ragnarok by Sony Santa Monica and SIE. We have Return to Monkey Island by Terrible Toy Box and Devolver Digital. We have The Last of Us Part 1 by Naughty Dog and SIE. And we have The Quarry by Supermassive Games and 2K. I think from what I've heard in the community um, from these games and playing these games, I think The Last of Us is the Last of Us Part 1 is going to win. Just because I know that a lot of people are giving it shit because it was basically a, a remaster of a game that came out three years ago or whatever, and also that already had a remaster. But one of the big things about the remaster was that they added a bunch of accessibility uh, accessibility options for people. So I think that one's going to win. Obviously, God of War as well. 
Ragnarok got a lot of uh, good credit because of their accessibility options. Um, but any game in this category, as long as you have great accessibility, it means it's a good thing. You, you're in here because you worked for your game to be more inclusive for everybody to be able to play it. So they're all winners to me, Nick. All winners yeah, wouldn't me. that be nice if they just be like, you know what? Everyone, everyone wins. Yeah, the, let's just recognize all these great yeah. studios for their accessibility. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone on here, I think, has been doing great work to make games more access- accessible, providing more options and ways to play games. Uh, I think, you know, Microsoft's been doing a lot of stuff, but maybe that was more like on, on the hardware side. Uh, you're seeing it in, in their games as well, but I feel like they haven't really pushed out a ton of first-party games you know, specifically this year. So that's why you're maybe not seeing as much representation from, from Microsoft here. Um, so if I were to guess, uh, it would probably be one of the PlayStation Studios games that, that takes it. And I think you're right. I think maybe I'd probably pick The Last of Us just because they had the benefit of it being, you know, a remake or, or whatever, so they could they could really spend a ton of time on these types of features. Uh, so yeah, I think that was a good. I think that's a good, good choice. All right, um, so we're gonna move on to best adaptation, and I think this is gonna be the most uh, contended category, just because I have actually seen everything on here for me at least. Really, and also I think it was all good quality. So yeah. let's. Let, uh, I'm going to start off with the nominees. We have Arcane, League of Legends, uh, by Fortic, Riot Games, and Netflix. We have Cyberpunk Edge Runners by Studio Trigger, CD Projekt, and Netflix. We have The Cuphead Show by Studio MDHR, King Feature Syndicate, and Netflix. We have Sonic the Hedgehog 2 by Sega Sammy Group, Paramount Pictures. And then we also have the last one, Uncharted, by PlayStation Productions, Sony Pictures. I'm going to come right off the bat and say the live action stuff, not going to win anything. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Uncharted, real sorry. You gave it a try, not going to win. Even though Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I think, was really good. Follow up to the or the first Sonic, and they're doing well, you know. Um, I wouldn't say they're cinematic masterpieces, but they're doing good in the, <laughs> in the video game uh, adaptations. Um, my money on this one's actually going to go to Arcane, League of Legends. I know... Uh, Edge Runners is kind of more fresh in, in everybody's mind, but I think Arcane told a really well story uh, in the time frame, especially coming from a world uh, that Riot has built off of League of Legends with so many characters. I think they did a great job picking um, about eight to ten characters from the game that they could focus on in an area that they could focus on and have these other characters that aren't even in the game also introduce and kind of expand the story. I think they did a great job. Um, so my money's on, on Arcane. Obviously, love Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Thought it was really great. Love Studio Trigger. The Cuphead show was really great as well. I, I like their humor and the art style, but my money is on Arcane, League of Legends. What do you think? Yeah, I really want... Edge Runners to win. Uh, I think that was last week's episode where I gave my impressions on that. I plowed through the whole show in a couple of days and immediately started rewatching it. And I basically listened to the soundtrack every day. So I'm full on obsessed with with the show. Uh, so I want that to win. At the same time, I know, and I haven't seen Arcane, but I just, um, I mean, whether it's my 
LinkedIn feed or, you know, my, my network or people I work with, like, I just know it's been getting lots of kind of critical and industry recognition and acclaim, uh, that I haven't really seen edge runners, uh, edge runners getting. So, so just based on that, just based on just kind of the, what I'm hearing other people saying about arcane, like it kind of feels like that's going to be the, the shoe in for, for winning. Um, so if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick arcane, but deep down inside, I want, I want it to be edge runners. If only they could all win, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up is content creator of the year, which I know one of these people, so we'll see. Uh, we have Carl J Jacobs, Ludwig, or Ludwig, however you say Lud it. It's Ludwig, yeah. There you go. Uh, Nebelian, Nobru, and QT Cinderella. The only one I know is Nebelian from Twitter, and that's because he had a lot of video game news. Unfortunately, he did step away from Twitter with the whole Elon Musk thing. So uh, it would be kind of cool just to see him get it. Um, I think he's going to win, especially just because, like, when he did step off from Twitter, the outreach from the community was really positive, saying that they're going to miss him and his information. So, yeah, what do you think? So I actually have I have a lot of thoughts on this one. So one... One is you have a lot of thoughts on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear all. First of, of all, why aren't we on here? No, no, uh, no, no. Give was, it, give it a year that or two. Actually, that actually wasn't a thought. Um, also, we create one content, and it's the podcast. We don't. <laughs> we yeah. need to do well, more. No, that actually. So we'll we'll, we'll get in. We'll get into that. Um, oh. First, first thing is just seeing this list and just how really the same list like every year like every time i see it i'm just like oh my god i'm so old because i just have absolutely no idea who who any of these people are i have heard of ludwig uh but i, I don't you know actively follow their streams or whatever but um to me i thought it was so kind of like bizarre like if if nebelian didn't walk away from twitter I think there's no chance that they would be on this list, right? Because there's like, yeah, I think it's and, a more and, of a circumstance thing. That, yeah, that's why and, he's on and there. I don't really think of uh, which maybe this is like a controversial take, but I don't really view people as like posting tweets or like just tweeting like news with you know the you know kind of like some insight or context around you know information that's like getting uh, you know shared about video games. I don't really think of them as a quote content creator, uh, but you know maybe maybe I should you know revisit kind of how I define what a content creator is. But so to me, it's like I just thought it was kind of odd to see see them on this list. I don't think they would be on the list if they didn't make that announcement about walking away. Um, but because of that whole situation, like I was, I feel like they have like a pretty good chance at winning because they're going to get like the whole you know, kind of community, uh, uplift or, or whatever to, to, to the nomination. So I don't know. It's just kind of, I thought this was like kind of wacky. Yeah, I agree with you. I think content creation is, it's a very fine line. What you people consider content creation? Like if I play a video game, but I don't, you know, I don't, do anything spritzy to it and I just upload a video of it, is that content creation? Or is it like if I'm doing interviews and, and cosplay and going to conventions and stuff like that, is that content creation? Which I think I, I'm more on that side of it. So it's kind of weird just to see where it's like, this is more of like 
a personality thing than an actual content creation. Um, and it's mostly a popularity contest of like who's in for the year or who got the most uh, newsworthy stuff for the year, who's in people's mind for the year. So this is a very weird award yeah. for me. Yeah. So I hope nobody wins. <laughs> yeah. Just take the award away and give it to someone in the uh, innovation and accessibility category. So there just kind of reallocate the award. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of uh, awards that shouldn't even be, most anticipated. Yeah, dude. Um, this one, my qualms with it is just like, it's video games. Uh, has, all, hasn't Starfield won this every year? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I <laughs> think no, Zelda, no, Zelda, no, Zelda no, yeah. No, yeah, the Zelda, Zelda, that's right. Uh, yeah. Tears of the Kingdom has won it every year. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those where it's like, it kind of doesn't make sense because with the game delays and, and stuff like that, it just the game that you've been waiting for could be four or five years in this category. Um, we have Final Fantasy 16 uh, by Square Enix, Hogwarts Legacy, Avalanche Software, WB Games, Resident Evil 4, Capcom, Starfield, Bethesda, Game Studios, Bethesda, and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Nintendo, Nintendo. I'm just going to say I think Zelda's going to win again, obviously. I'm, I'm anticipating. I'm, you know, I... Love Zelda, so, but like, why Resident Evil Four is here? We've already played it. Yeah, I don't think too many people are anticipating it. Um, Hogwarts Legacy is kind of weird, just because it's going to be a new game, and I like Avalanche Software, but uh, I don't know if I'm if too many people are hyped the, for, the for Hogwarts. The studio that made Mad Max, yeah, Mad Max, which which I love, I love that game, but yeah, and Starfield, and I, yeah, and Starfield, like I know people love Bethesda, but Really? Do you love them that much? Um, and Final fi Final Fantasy is the other one. If if Zelda doesn't win, which I I finally I find highly doubtful, Final Fantasy would be my other pick. But it's just it's just these games where you always anticipate games. There's games like that might be super anticipated by me that nobody cares about. Um, so that's yeah. that's why I don't like this category it's, as much. What about just, you? It's just a stupid award category. Like I think they can do a, you know a survey or something around. Uh, I don't know. So I think there's like something you can do to just to understand what people's most anticipated games are. Because you know, I think a lot of game publications do do a version of that. But I think creating an award for it is, just seems so so dumb. So yeah. Also, like, which hasn't happened. What if the most anticipated game sucks? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think it should matter. There yeah. should be another, a separate award category for most uh, a worst. Flop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The biggest flop. Ooh, ooh, that would be good. We could bomba. Play. They call it a bomba. La bomba. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not la bomba. <laughs> la bomba. Um, yeah, uh, we could put anthem in there or something like that. Or Starfield, yeah. whenever that comes the publishers out. Would, the publishers would love this category. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll, it'd be EC Avengers. Uh, we'll make our own category uh, then for, yeah. for the Game Awards and give up Biggest Flop. Biggest oh. Bomba. All right. I biggest, like that. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's uh, way more interesting than fucking Content Creator of the Year. There you go, Jeff. We're making the show better. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. We are going for best multiplayer. We got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 by Infinity Ward Activision, Multiverses by Player First Games, WB Games, Overwatch 2 by Blizzard, Splatoon 3 by Nintendo, Nintendo, 
and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge by Tribute Games the Temu. Um, my money on this one is gonna go to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 just because it's always the biggest uh, launch whenever these Call of Duty games comes out. I do find it kind of weird that they put Modern Warfare 2. I don't know if they're talking about the multiplayer multiplayer or if they're talking about Warzone because they could also split that into two different categories. The popularity between the two is really sky high. Obviously, it's a, there is a difference because not a lot of a lot of people who play the the regular multiplayer don't necessarily like the the battle royale aspect of Warzone. So there might be a, a, a break in crowds, or they might play both. But I think there should be two. Um, Strong runner-up, multiverses. Had a lot of fun playing that game with all the characters. Uh, and who would have thought that a WB Games character roster would be fun? Nobody. So and. You know, honorable mention to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because we did play that and that was super fun. But I don't consider that multiplayer in a sense of like you can go back into it and keep on playing it. Yeah, yeah, I had a ton of fun playing playing Turtles, but I just feel like it's it's not quite at the same you know level of sophistication and complexity as some of these other multiplayer titles. So, and I don't know, maybe maybe that's maybe that's unfair. Uh, but at least that's kind of how I'm breaking down the category where I'm trying to think like who sh- who should win this, and I would want to try to incorporate some of that some of that stuff. So yeah, so to me it's it's probably Call of Duty. Um, interesting that Overwatch Two is on here, given that it was just a complete a complete disaster when it launched. Um, would you say it was a bomba? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and how is Splatoon? Like, didn't didn't Splatoon three win? Didn't it win like best esports game or something? Uh, this was like a year, a year or two ago. But no, Splatoon three just came out. No, no, no. It, it, Splatoon it, it was two. Splatoon two. It was Splatoon two. Yeah, yeah. Splatoon, like the whatever the prior game was, like won some like ridiculous award. And I'm just like, what is this? Like Splatoon's fun. What are you talking about? Like literally any any game on Switch, like. I guess maybe I'm thinking about it like online multiplayer. I guess maybe that's like another thing. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I need to rethink this because if it was online multiplayer, like literally no Nintendo game could ever be on on the list. <laughs> no, uh, I think Splatoon has a very big uh, online multiplayer competitive market and it's always up there and they have like the polls where whoever wins the the war or whatever, like do you like oranges or apples or whatever, like... Nah, dude. Beefs, nah. beefs and disputes are settled by playing Splatoon. Nah, dude. I don't know. Um, I just, I just don't. I just, I just can't get on board with that. that it's because you're a Nintendo hater. Just say that, bro. <laughs> you don't think no, Nintendo can do anything online related? No, they can't. It's not in their DNA. Uh, but yeah, I think. I think it's got to be Call of Duty, right? Yeah, definitely Call of Duty. Um, I think there should be other games in here. Um, yeah, just best multiplayer like it's, wise. It's just like a weird. It's a weird list. Like also, it it's it's more games that were released this year. Um, 
there's multiplayer games that people keep playing over the years that have been out for years that could be on here. So that's 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 my other thing. I think they do. They might be coming up. I'll, I'll, we'll have to see with the categories. But there's there's like a constantly uh, supported one, which I think is the other type of multiplayer. Yeah, ongoing game. Ongoing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's what they say. Yeah, but I, I I know I know it's it's all games that released this year. But I just feel like I don't know. It's just. It should be one category. If it's good multiplayer, it'll be good multiplayer every year. But I think they just they just did it to kind of differentiate what's new and then what's ongoing, and let's separate them and make an extra category. Jeff, call us in, man. We have a couple problems with these categories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. (laughs) All right. um, Next category: best sports slash racing game. Kind of sucks that they. (laughs) (laughs) No, what the fuck. Do, do people really play sports or racing games? Not really. Let's just put it into one category. We have F1 2022 or F122 by Codemasters EA Sports, FIFA 23 by EA Vancouver, Romania, and EA Sports, NBA 2K23 by Visual Concepts 2K Sports, Gran Turismo 7 by Polyphony Digital and SIE, and Ali Ali World by Roll7 and Private Division. My pick for this one, I'm going to have to say, I think it's going to be Gran Turismo, just because I know it got a little bit of slack in the beginning because uh, it had some issues with the whole game. But it kind of, they ironed everything out. They loved the game. There's, there was a lot of support for the game. And um, Forza isn't on here, so they really had none to compete with. NBA 2K3, I know they always had the issues that everybody has every year with um the cards and and the loot and all that stuff and the game being janky and all that stuff f1 2022 looks great obviously codemasters knows what they're doing with when it comes to to racing games um ali ali world fun little game but i think uh gran turismo 7 is going to take this what about you i agree i think it's i think it's gran turismo uh yeah i think it's it's got it's got to be that like just me, maybe this is my own personal. I, I just can't support basically anything from like EA Sports and just like their annual releases and the games were always broken. And so it's like it's just hard for me to imagine them getting like awards awards for that. Well, also I think it's you and I have. I don't. I don't know. Well, it's, it's kind of. I, I would say you and I have kind of the same idea where it's like these sports games they don't really add too much between each year and unless they do something innovative where it's like oh they did this brand new thing we're not going to pay attention to it and obviously there's a big market for it people buy madden every year people buy uh 2k every year so there's a market for it but in for us too i think or, or or for people that like the games like us we want new stuff um to, to come out every year i would honestly rather play any other sport uh the mario sports games than any of these actual uh sports yeah, where, simulation where's, the, games. where's the mario uh strikers game yeah that that should be in here what the hell yeah well all right uh, so yeah kind of more of like a process of elimination thing like i think it would it would probably be gran turismo all right yeah. sony you win <laughs> by default um then we got best sim Slash strategy, this, another this slash. Is our, this is our best category. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, a lot. We have a lot to add here. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Dune Spice Wars by Shiro Games Funcom, Mario Plus Rabbits Sparks of Hope by Ubisoft Milan, 
Paris and Ubisoft. Uh, Total War, Warhammer 3, Creative Assembly, Sega. Two Point Campus by Two Point Studios and Sega. And Victoria 3, Paradox Development Studio and Paradox Interactive. I know nothing of any of this. I mean, I know Dune Spice Wars because I... I like the movie and I read the Dune books, but that's about it. I'm going to go with Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. Didn't play it, but I know how good the first one was. And I know Mario and I know Rabbids. So there you go. You got my vote. What about you? Yeah, I have no idea. Let's just move on. <laughs> Let's just move. You're not even going to vote. I don't even wanna, like, I just, like this category, I just want nothing to do with this category. All right, and the um, fact that like the Mario Rabbids game probably wins is just—they're good games. Nah. Yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna move on because it has stuff. <laughs> here, here we go. Best family. Uh, best family game. Yeah. Uh, we got Kirby and the Forgotten Land by HAL Laboratory and Nintendo. Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, Traveler Tales, and WB Games. Mario Plus Rabbids: Sparks of Hope by Ubisoft Milan, Paris, and Ubisoft. Nintendo Switch Sports. Nintendo EPD and Nintendos, and Splatoon 3 by Nintendo EPD and Nintendo. Way to go, Nintendo. You are, like, all family all the time, which obviously we know. Um, I'm going to say on this one, I'm going to give it to LEGO Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Yeah? Just, yeah. I know it's it's tough, especially with so much Nintendo stuff, but the LEGO Star Wars series always uh, supported by everybody. They always make good. They're funny. A lot of characters, especially this being kind of covering the the new trilogy, I think this one's going to win overall. A strong second, I would say, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um, I think I'm going Kirby. Yeah, any one of these I think could win. They're all all good games. Um, Splatoon in there and Mario Plus Rabbids. I'm telling you, they're they're popular. I think think it's Kirby. I think... think those are the top two. It's either Kirby or the or the Lego game. I think I would put Kirby in. Gotcha. All right. For first position though, but we'll see. All right. And I wonder. Like I feel like I would need to look back, but I feel like Kirby games generally don't win awards. <laughs> so yeah, they they don't. So that could be kind of cool. Like maybe this is the you know the first time without a Kirby game. This is the year they win. Ba- ba- bags an award, specifically from the Game Awards. I mean. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to best fighting game. Very controversial category this week, and, and we'll explain why. We have DNF Duel by Arc System Works, 18, Nepo, and Nexon. That, those are the studios. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All Star Battle R by CyberConnect2, Company Limited, and Bandai Namco. The King of Fighters, 15 by SNK and PlayOn. Multiverses by Player First Games, WB Games. And Sifu by Slow Clap. Now, the controversy part on this is that they have Sifu in here. Yes, Sifu. There is fighting in Sifu. I don't think I consider it a fighting game. I don't think the community considers it a fighting game. There's fighting in the game, but it's it's an action game, I would say. So it's kind of weird to see this in there. Um, obviously, I think they were going for newer games where they could have just done any other game like... Um, Tekken or Injustice or something like that. As far as who's going to win, I think it's going to be DNF Duel. Um, it's by the Arc System Works, who will make uh, Guilty Gear very popular. It's seeing a lot of uh, play online, and I think it's going to be at Evo uh, starting next year. 
I think it's a great game. Characters are cool. It's a cool game. Cool new game. So I'm I'm going with them. What about you? Yeah, I think um, it's so bizarre that Sifu's on here, and I to me it's like I don't know if they're just trying to push the envelope of what it actually means to be a fighting game, or if they were just so desperate to have a full category and like they just they like literally had no other choice. I feel like there's like at least one or two other yeah actual I think fighting it's a, games that they it's could a desperate have. part. So, but maybe they had some pickings this year for, you know, new fighting games and, and they're like, ah, well, there's a person that walks around and punches people. So close enough. So I don't know. Well, I just feel the, like that's real weird. And on the, that criteria, like any game could be a fighting game. Just yeah, cause it's like, it's an action game. Yeah. You're fighting it's, people yeah. in every game. So, yeah. Uh, so it's really weird. I'm gonna love it if it actually wins. <laughs> it's it would be the most troll the, thing. The, if it the, wins. Yeah, yeah, like like if it actually wins, because I think it's pro- like probably like on this list, it's probably like one of the be- like better game. Like I, you know, I think it got a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, I think maybe there was like some people who, who who didn't like it, but I think you know broadly speaking, it got pretty positive reviews. So. Um, so, you know, maybe that gives it some momentum to actually winning the category. And I, that's the scenario I want to see just because I love seeing turmoil and confusion, uh, and, and drive those numbers up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I love when something dumb, like triggers the entire fighting game community and they just create, you know, ridiculous memes and, and all this stuff. So that's what, it, that's the scenario I want to see. Uh, you're gonna catch Sifu at Evo 2023. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's again the scenario I want. I don't think that's actually gonna happen. Like I think it would probably go to probably go to multiverses if I were to. Yeah, my to, if I had to pick one. I think DNF's gonna win, but close second multiverses just because it okay. they did it so well the free to play uh, fighting game which has never been done and we talked about it for a bit so. All right, moving on to best role-playing game. We have Elden Ring from Software, Bandai Namco, Live Alive, Square Enix, Nintendo. I think that's the first time I've ever said Live Alive right, because I usually say Live Alive. So I'm glad you mentioned that, because guess how Keeley said it during the awards ceremony? Live Alive? He said Live Alive. And I was like, this fucking amateur? Well... when they When they get up there, if they win, and they really... Well, which they probably won't, but... Somebody not, will probably say it right. It's not going to win. Well, when they say it during the, uh, you know, they they read all the nominations, right? So we'll see yeah. how they say it there. But in the, you know, the Japanese translation, it's live, live. The, and then when they did the marketing, like the marketing materials, right? Like Nintendo itself calls the game live, alive. So we get it. You you're you're right, Nick. You're yeah. Right. It's just me messing it up every time. <laughs> no, uh, but no, that's like I. I think it's fine if you mess it up because I think it's definitely something confusing, and I would expect a lot of people to be confused by it. But it's like, yeah. not the Dorito Pope. Like, <laughs> like he should he should know this shit. <laughs> All right. Um, then we also have Pokemon Legends Arceus Triangle Strategy. Uh, uh Pokemon Legends Arceus Game Freak Nintendo, uh, Triangle Strategy Art Dink Square Enix, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three Monolith Soft and Nintendo. Uh, obviously, obviously, 
Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. If Elden Ring doesn't win, there will be riots. There will be burning. Elden Ring's going to win this. There's a lot of, you know, especially um, old school RPGs in here uh, with uh, Live Alive and Triangle Strategy. Um, but Elden Ring's going to win. Um, no question about it. Yep. I think we just go to the next one. Just hit that pressing button stamp of approval for yeah. best role-playing game, Elden Ring. Best action adventure game, a Plague Tale Requiem. Not Sifu. <laughs> Another slash. Uh, a Plague Tale Requiem, a Sobo Studio Focus Entertainment, God of War Ragnarok, Sony Santa Monica SIE, Horizon Forbidden West, Guerrilla Games SIE, Stray, Blue 12 Studio, Annapurna, and Tunic, Tunic Team, Finji. This one's a toughie. Obviously, I think God of War is going to win, just because, uh, which I'll share with my closing thoughts. Finish the game up, great game, a lot of action, a lot of adventuring. Um, I'm going to take it over Horizon Forbidden West, which is also awesome, but I just liked it more than, than uh, I just like uh, Ragnarok more than Forbidden West. Didn't play a lot of Stray, well, didn't play Stray at all, which I didn't want to because I had a, I have an orange tabby. Tunic didn't get to play it as well, but I'm going to get to that. Uh, and a Plague Tale Requiem, I, I don't think it just might have the chops. Um, but we'll see in the future. When I do play these, I'll give my opinions. But got a War Ragnarok for me. What you got? Ragnarok. 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 And then I know it's kind of sad, but I feel like Horizon's going to get basically shut out of everything this year. But maybe, it's maybe. the fact that you were nominated. What what is it they say? Like you got nominated, so that in itself is an accomplishment. Yeah, like maybe best performance from best Matthew performance Birch, would be good. I could yeah. see, but like I think all the other um, all the other categories are gonna get shut out. So the game just can't catch a break, man. Yeah. Uh, then you have best action game, which is weird because you have a best action slash adventure. And oh, that, that, that is where, that is where Sifu is. Okay, so I, I guess I didn't realize that there's. Best yeah. action adventure and best action. They just they needed more categories. Imagine then they have another category just best adventure. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, best action game we got Bayonetta three, Platinum Games, Nintendo, Call of Duty Modern Warfare two, Infinity Ward, Activision, Neon White, Angel Matrix, Annapurna, Sifu, Slow Clap, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge Tribute Games Dotemu. Uh, what you got? Uh, I feel like you have a lot of. Uh, Opinions on this one? Because Neon White's in it. Yeah, and Bayonetta. Yeah. Well, I haven't I haven't played Bayonetta uh, Bayonetta three just because it's I think it actually ended up getting pretty pretty positive reviews. Um, so maybe at some point I'll I'll check it out. But I've just been too busy and I got plenty of stuff to play. Uh, so yeah, it's it's like kind of kind of whatever on that one. Um, Neon, Neon White I've talked about uh, in the past. It was kind of like one of my surprise games of the year. Uh, I played a heck, like a ton of it, you know, over like a couple week period. I think, I think that could, I think it's got a shot. I think they'll, they'll, I think Modern Warfare 2 is too. Uh, too much kinda, action? No. I don't. I don't know. Like it's stuff. Like I feel like it's gonna. It's got like so much other opportunity to like win shit. Where I feel like people will be like, okay, let's try to give a, give another game 
you know, some, some spotlight. So maybe this is me being overly optimistic, but I feel like there's a, there's a shot here where neon white gets best action game, which it, it it's like, it's, it's amazing. Like it's, I, it's been like a really long time since I've kind of felt that like, you know, your heart racing while, while playing a game. So like, I do feel like it's, it's well-deserved. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what, what I'd hope to see. I think on, on my end, I, I'm going to say it's Sifu is going to win just because I, I felt like that was ultimately the, the most action. But I do see where Neon White could also be a, a winner, uh, a strong second for me. If they, if they win, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, from the gameplay and from, from what you tell me, it, it's definitely an exhilarating game and it's all about the action. Bayonetta 3 as well, I know, like you said, it got a lot of positive reviews. It seems like I think only the ending maybe wasn't... Uh, uh, as as liked as a lot of people would have, and it's hard to do with the, these trilogies. You know, you saw with, with Mass Effect as well. People didn't like the ending on that. So, um, and then also the controversy with the voice actor kind of didn't hamper it down. So, Sifu, Neon White, Shrun second, and then Bayonetta, if anything. All right, uh, best VR AR game, which I will have no opinion on this. So let's see what Nick says. It's Bone Lab. <laughs> It's Bone Lab, he it's says. It's Bone Lab with the, with the win. <laughs> All right, uh, let, me, let me just go over the nominees real quick. We have After the Fall by Vertigo Games, Among Us VR by Shell Games Inner Sloth, Bone Lab by Stress Level Zero, Moz Book 2 by Polyarch, and Red Matter 2 by Vertical Robot. Why do you say Bone, bone lab? lab? Is it just because you like saying Bone Lab? I like or is it actually bone, good? <laughs> I like saying Bone Lab, and I think people... I have heard that people really like this, so... So that's it. Those are the only the only two uh, inputs. And I have no input, so yeah. moving on. Yeah. Best Mobile, and I think you might have some input here. Uh, we have Apex Legend Mobile, Lightspeed Quantum, Respawn EA... Diablo Immortal by Blizzard NetEase, Genshin Impact by Hoyoverse, Marvel Snap by Second Dinner Studios and Newverse, and Tower of Fantasy, uh, Tower of Fantasy by Hoda Studio, Perfect World, and Level Infinite. In this one, I'm going to get a, throw, uh, a strong throwing in here, and this might surprise you, and I'm going to say Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap came in at the end of the year, surprised a lot of people. I don't play card games, but it seems to be like the only thing Twitter's been talking about for the last couple of months since it, well, weeks since it came out. Um, strong second, I'm going to say Genshin Impact just because it's Genshin Impact. Um, what about you? What, what are you thinking? I think it's, I think it's Genshin. I think you pick, I'm on, I'm on board with you with those being like the top two, but I think I would flip it. I think Genshin wins. Maybe Marvel Snap can come through. Um, I actually haven't, so I, I played the, like early access build, I haven't picked it up, you know, the actual actual release, but I feel like I haven't heard as much about it, actually, so I'm curious. Uh, uh, Marvel Snap? Yeah, yeah, Marvel Snap, yeah. I haven't heard as much, like, you know, noise around the, the launch and whether people actually like it or not. I think it's it's more noise of that it's good and it's not like a gotcha game because it's free to play like but impact, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's it's free to play but you're not paying for the cards or anything like that um and it's it's marble property so people really excited to see that surprisingly not a lot of talk out of diablo immortal i know you played it for a little bit and i know um people were talking about it but yeah, yeah. I, pe- people got 
very turned off by by the monetization model. So um, I played it a little bit. It was on the PC. It was the PC build though. Um, it's like it's fine. It was just it was basically exactly what you would expect from you know Blizzard, like kind of like the new the new generation of Blizzard games that are, have overly draconian monetization models uh, sitting on top of a game from 15 to 20 years ago. So it's kind of hard to get excited about that one. You went down hard, Diablo Immortal. Went down yeah. hard. All right. Uh, next category, we got Best Community Support presented by Discord, which I think this is going to be the most contested one. I like everyone in here, but we got Apex Legends by Respawn EA, Destiny 2 by Bungie, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen by Square Enix, Fortnite by Epic Games, and No Man's Sky by Hello Games. This category, everyone deserves it. I think all these communities uh, do great. The support for the community is really great, uh, especially if there's any neg negativity in the community. I know with Bungie, whenever um, the community starts harassing the developers and stuff like that, they stand by the developers. So they got a lot of good community support, and they can also battle their community if they need to final fantasy community is really great they do a lot for the community um a lot of events and stuff like that obviously fortnite great community there as well um with everything that they offer every time and with all the skins and and the big community events whenever uh there's a new season or uh chapter no man's sky you know uh still going strong even after it kind of had a, a burning upon landing, but it, they picked it back up. And Apex Legend, great community events all the time. In this one, I'm going to, I think I'm going to say Fortnite just because it's, I think it's always conscious in people's mind. Personally, I think Destiny 2 should do it, should, should win it just because I think they, they do great support or Final Fantasy 14 because they do it. But I just think the recency bias of Fortnite being on everybody's mind all the time, I think they're going to win. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think I think Fortnite wins, but I really want Final Fantasy fourteen to win. Maybe maybe they maybe they can clutch it out, but yeah. I mean, uh, they they've won it before, I think. Oh no, they won for music. But the, the Final Fantasy fourteen, I wouldn't be surprised if they won or Bungie won. Uh, but that Fortnite recency bias, man. I think everybody's is it's always on people's mind. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, next category we got is best debut indie. We got Neon White, Angel Matrix, Annapurna Interactive, Norco, Geography of Robots, Raw Fury, Stray by Blue 12 Studio, Annapurna, Tunic by the Tunic Team and Finji, or Vampire Survivors by Panko. Uh, this one, I know who's going to win. I would personally, so first I'm going to say I think who I would want to win. And I think I would want Stray to win just because, you know, Little Cat story. You don't see that every day. But I think Vampire Survivors is going to win. Um, they've kind of taken over for being such a simple game and costing very, very little, I think, is, is just too much. What about you? What do you think? It it must be Vampire Survivors. And in, in fact, I think people were pissed that it wasn't a Game of the Year uh, nominee. Yeah, we we got much to say about that when that yeah. comes up. We know we know somebody who shouldn't be in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's it's Vampire Survivors... I think it's a no-brainer, which is hard for me to say because Neon White's also in there, and I'm a big, you know, big fan of that game. So I'd love to see Neon White win it, but uh, I think it's going to be Vampire Survivors, which I also 
really enjoyed and I and I still need to check out the uh, I guess I was playing it when it was still kind of technically in early access and then they did like the first like version one uh, launch in the last few weeks or so so I actually need to dig into that still but that's gonna win all right uh, right on the uh, on the heels of that uh, we're gonna talk about best indie category we got call of the lamb by massive monster devolver digital neon white by angel matrix annapurna sifu by slow clap Stray by Blue Toss Studio, Annapurna, and Tunic by Tunic Team, Finji. Uh, my money on this one is, uh, I want to say Neon White, just because, like you said, a great game. But Call of the Lamb, I think, got a lot of praise um, as an indie, and Devolver Digital always has some good, weird stuff uh, out of the out of the box. What do you think? I feel like I feel like Tunic needs to get some. Some, some love, love. Yeah. yeah, right. Like I feel like that's that's kind of a an indie darling game uh, that we haven't really talked about at all. I think it was it was best debut indie, which is weird that Vampire Survivors isn't also in in best indie. Best debut? Yeah, that's, yeah. So well, it's, little, it's not a, it's not in best indie, and it's it's just weird. Yeah, so that's that's a little weird, but um. Was Tunic? I don't think Tunic was. I feel like that game was almost like specifically designed to be like an indie awards winner. <laughs> so, it's an indie game. Yeah, Everything indie about it. Yeah, yeah. So to me, it's. I kind of feel like Tunic. Tunic should be up there. So I think that that'd be my my guess. All right, we'll see. We'll see. It's it's weird that Vampire Survivors is in there, especially yeah because it was so popular. But oh well. All right, moving on to best ongoing game. We have Apex Legends by Respawn EA, Destiny 2 by Bungie, Final Fantasy XIV by Square Enix, Fortnite by Epic Games, and Genshin Impact by Hoyoverse. This one's going to be hotly contested. My personal preference, obviously Destiny 2, because that is my best ongoing game. It's the one I go back to all the time. But I do think... um, Final Fantasy XIV is going to win just because it continuously uh, has such a great story, great content, so much content. And then playing it at the beginning of the year in my MMO phase, um, I think it it just holds up. Obviously, with Fortnite and Genshin Impact still kind of being uh, leaders in their own category, I think just Final Fantasy XIV has a much better story to tell. And, you know, it's it's just great for everybody. Uh, What do you think? Uh, I'm incredibly biased. It's Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 14. I was about, oh. almost about to say 16, but uh, yeah. there's too many Final Fantasy numbers in my in my head right now. Yeah, but, not yet. Uh, not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Final Fantasy 14. I think so. All right. Um, Games for Impact is the next category. This one is uh, starts off with a memoir, Blue, by Cloisters Interactive and Aporna. As Dust Falls by Interior Night, Xbox Game Studios, Citizen Sleeper by Jump Over the Age, Fellow Traveler, uh, Endling, Extinction is Forever by Hero Beat Studios, Handy Games, Hindsight by Team Hindsight, Annapurna, and I Was a Teenage Exocolonist by Northway Games, Finji. And this category, this one's a tricky category. It's, I think it's uh, games that have to do with impacting the community, the gamer community. 
Oh, yeah, I think you, you hate this category too, right? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Don't misconstrue my words. Yeah, yeah. I have played none of these games, but yeah. if they make an impact in the video game community and for gamers, I support all I, of it. I was expecting <laughs> to see Genshin Impact somewhere, but... Womp womp. Yeah, no? You gotta throw the, yeah, you gotta throw the sound effect for yourself right there, man. Well, yeah, I would. I have the the sound effects right here, but I don't think it would actually get recorded. So yeah, yeah. Well, can't, there you can't go. even use the sound effects. Yeah. Womp womp for that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, Do you feel confident saying something about it? Because I was just gonna move us on to the next one. Let's just move move on. We're yeah. over an hour of recording, and <laughs> we're like halfway through this. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on before we also say something dumb. Yeah. There you go. Best performance coming up next. Uh, we got Ashley Birch. For Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney for A Plague Tale Requiem, Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok, Man Engage for Immortality, and Suni Suljic for God of War Ragnarok. Obviously, obviously, I think Christopher Judge is going to win. He won it last time. Uh, he beat out, um, I forget the guy's name, who, who played uh, Arthur Morgan. I think Roger oh, Clark. Oh yeah, yeah. He, I, he, he beat out Roger yeah. Clark uh, that year. Strong performance in God of War Ragnarok by Christopher Judge. But everybody in this category, I think, does a great job. Ashley Birch does a great job. Suni Soldier, great job. Man engaged, great job. And Charlotte McBurney, great job. But I think uh, Christopher Judge definitely uh, taking up the mantle of Kratos and doing a great job. So I think he's going to win. What you got? Crazy Kratos. One thing that's so I had actually never even heard of this game, Immortality. Did you did you know about this game or play this game? No. Before the awards. So no. I feel like that always happens with which I think is a good thing, right? Like I think it's good that the game awards provide a spotlight to things that you might not otherwise know. So I actually need to just dig into what exactly that game is and if it's something that I might be interested to play. Uh, so I really don't know. Like, I literally know nothing about that game. I would guess, yeah, it's probably Christopher Judge or Ashley Birch as, like, a second, you know, in, like, the second position. Um, I didn't play Horizon Forbidden West, so that's me just speaking as a... I'm just a, f- a fan of hers and project that she did a great job in that in she that did game. do a great job yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so other than that yeah well that, you you mentioned it that is like one of the good things about the game awards where it does put the spotlight on certain games that we might have missed or or didn't hear enough about during the year which will you know go into it next year like oh yeah that was at the game awards so let me check it out all right next on to nick's favorite uh category best audio design uh, we got Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Infinity Ward Activision, Elden Ring, uh, From Software, Bandai Namco, God of War Ragnarok, Sony Santa Monica, SIE, Gran Turismo 7, Polyphony, SIE, and Horizon Forbidden West, Guerrilla Games, SIE. My money's going to be on God of War Ragnarok. Bear McCree. Really? Yeah. Bear McCree never fails when it comes to video game soundtracks. They did a great no, job no, with no, the first no, one. No, 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 no. It's not music, dude. That's the next category. Oh, oh, never mind. All yeah, right, yeah. audio audio design is just the environment. It could include, you know, I think maybe there's some consideration for the music and how it's incorporated into yeah. the game. But I went to ahead. Yeah. I still think uh, Ragnarok's going to win just because 
the the audio like for everything the the when you're battling when you're fighting all these monsters that they got going on there i think it's great even though i do also think uh modern warfare 2 they, they do they do a really good job of making you feel like you're in a war but ragnarok baby i really don't i have no idea this is like probably one of the more competitive categories um I mean, Gran Turismo, like Polyphony Digital, is very well known for just having an insane attention to detail with 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 audio, and they've since the, you know for their entire history. So, so for me, it's kind of almost seems like they would be a be a shoe in for this one. But I also just know that like Modern Warfare audio design is insane. I think Elden Rings is really great. Um, I'd probably put those three ahead of God of War and. And Horizon, but I don't know. This one's this one's really tough. I think it's a, it's a I think tough. It, I think it's probably either Gran Turismo or Modern Warfare because I feel like games that are kind of more based in real real life or that's more whatever. Like I think those kind of and they do it like they you know perform at a very high level. Like I feel like those tend to get more favorable. Uh, I don't know. All right, tricky, well, tricky, tricky one. It's a it's a tough category, but yeah. that's how you know the, I, the I audio's like that. good. This one's a good one. All right, and, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna just like gloss over this one during the awards. Like, do you know how? Yeah, they only like really do like <laughs> ten of them, and then they just like, oh, and by the way, so and so won. Yeah, and, you we know, did this off screen while you were the commercial. Or, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel like this is gonna be one of those where like no one focuses any time on it. Mm. All right, uh, and. This is a real one, best score in music, which I thought that that was what the other one was. But, you know, what do I know? I suck at the audio stuff. Um, we got Olivier de Riviere, great name, A Plague Tale Requiem, Sukasa Saito, Elden Ring, Bear McCreary, God of War Ragnarok, Two Feathers, Metal Hellsinger, and Yasunori Mitsuda, Sinoblade Chronicles 3. This was a toughie. I did say Bear McCreary uh, just because I, I think... Um, he's been in a lot of good soundtracks, music, movies, videos, uh, TV, and all that stuff. Um, but looking at the category, I can also see Elden Ring, man. Elden Ring, uh, it made me feel like I was in the world. W what you got? Audio guy, sound guy, music guy? Yeah, this one's tricky. So I'm a Yasunori Mitsuda fanboy. Uh, he's done tons of soundtracks uh so you know chrono trigger chrono cross the first uh xeno saga game xeno gears um so he's he's like an og japanese role-playing game m music guy <clears throat> um i haven't listened to like I, I want nothing to do with actually playing xenoblade chronicles 3 but there is part of me that almost wants to just like listen to the soundtrack to see to see if it's any good um so i feel like he he you know he, he could be a a contender for sure the elder ring is interesting because i don't actually know if it's just the contribution of sukasa saito or if it's the game um the game overall because i know elden ring has actually a lot of different people contribute music music to the to the game so that one's kind of weird. So like, if it's just that one person, 
Like, I feel like that's different than saying the game overall. I think it's sense? more, yeah, I think it's more they needed to put one person. Um, but it, it, well, Elden Ring, we obviously know it's, it's a team effort with that one. Yeah, so it's a little it's a little weird where I'm like, who does the award actually? So with like Bear McCreary, like my understanding is he's doing almost all of the music, right? So, so I don't know, maybe maybe that's like a little too too comp too complicated, but um, it's a controversial one. We shall see. Yeah, but I haven't. Uh, so I actually need to. I'm a pretty big fan of you know metal music and and that. So I actually need to check out this. Metal Hellsinger soundtrack because I haven't heard it and and that could be that could be something I'm into. Uh, but my gut tells me Bear McCreary wins. All right, uh, Bear McCreary for you, Bear McCreary for me with a strong uh, Sukasa Saito second. Yeah. All right, next category: Best Art Direction. This one's a banger. We got Elden Ring uh, by From Software Bandai Namco. God of War Ragnarok by Sony Santa Monica SIE. Horizon Forbidden West by Guerrilla Games SIE. Scorn by Ebb Software Kepler Interactive. And Stray by Blue 12 Studio Annapurna. This was a toughie. Just because, you know, ever since they announced uh, Ragnarok and who's going to be in it and they showed off... uh, Thor and what he's going to look like in Odin and all that stuff. I think they've done a great job of making uh, this Norse mythology really different from uh, your typical regular Norse mythology. A lot of people were like shocked that it wasn't going to be Thor from the MCU. And I was like, why would you think it'd be Thor Beat, from the MCU? Thor. Yeah. So I think they did a great job. The art direction. Um, I actually follow the, the art director for, uh, for uh, Sony Santa Monica, I think uh, Raf Gassetti, I think his name is on on Instagram, and he's a great artist. But Elden Ring, man, Elden Ring knocked it out of the park. I know there was an oversaturation of enemies, and being a From Software uh, fan, it didn't feel as grand as the as like Dark Souls and and Demon Souls and Bloodborne, just because it was all open world. But I think they did great. Uh, with all the areas and the monsters and all that stuff. So I'm going to say Elden Ring on this one. But God of War, strong second. What do you think? I think I think it's Elden Ring convincingly. It's a, it's a tough category, but I still I still think Elden Ring's is kind of on another level. Uh, you're going to you're gonna have to tell me if, when you finish uh, Ragnarok if you change your mind. Okay. I mean, I think I've seen, I'm like, I don't know, called 10 hours into it. Like, I think I've seen enough. You're telling me I haven't seen enough, but there's, there's more stuff, bro. There's yeah, well, stuff. you know, Elden Ring has 120 hours of great shit. So yeah, but like 60 of those hours is just you dying over and over. Maybe that's how you experience the game, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I think it's gonna be Elden Ring, and I thought it was. F- interesting that scorn was on here because that's like basically the only thing like that's basically the only thing good about the game <laughs> is, is its art style i think but the it, same thing but i think it was too much yeah i also like i also like just don't think it's that good like i, I feel like people are like oh there's this specific style from hr giger and it's that style and i'm like okay like great like but 
Like so what? Like, but do I want to do I want to play a video game where it's in my face the whole time? No. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, so to me, it's like I don't know. I feel like it's getting a lot of. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it should be on there. But maybe that's a maybe that's a hot yeah. take. Well, we definitely know it's not gonna win, unless it does. If it wins, I'm gonna be pissed, dude. Yeah. Honorable mention to Stray, uh, beautiful cat, beautiful area, and Horizon. Horizon looks amazing. I'm. T- I'm t- it's like I just feel bad for that game. It's just like it always comes out when other oh. giant games come out. So like it doesn't maybe do as well commercially as it as yeah. it could. And then it no, gets, I think it does. I think it does it well does, commercially. It does it just fine, but like it doesn't do as good. Like it could have been better. I think. Yeah. If it was by itself, yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I think it does great commercially, but when it comes to like these awards, there's always some that will beat it. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, another controversial category: best narrative. We got a Plague Tale Requiem, uh, Asobo Studios Focus Entertainment, Elden Ring by From Software Bandai Namco, God of War Ragnarok by Sony Santa Monica NSIE. Horizon Forbidden West by Guerrilla Games SIE and Immortality by Half Mermaid. This one controversial because a lot of people on the internet were like, Elden Ring, what narrative? Elden Ring is a very specific narrative. It's kind of hard to understand because you're kind of lost most of the time. But from people who have played software game, uh, from software games, we know what the narrative is. It's complicated, but there is a story there. You just got to pay attention to it. It is kind of convoluted. Sometimes you do might have to go on the internet and watch a video afterwards. But there's no reason. I mean, there's no question that Elden Ring, great narrative. Um, I think they're going to win just because it tells an overall better, newer story than like Ragnarok does. uh, Even though Ragnarok does its own thing, um, the way they tell the Norse mythology uh, stuff. Horizon Forbidden West, also a great story. Didn't kind of... And and well on my end, I think it was kind of like uh, it just kind of drushed along. Immortality, I'm gonna have to check out because best narrative is in here. I'm gonna have to check it out. And the Playtale Requiem, gonna have to check that one out as well. But my money's gonna be on Elden Ring with uh, Ragnarok a strong second. What you got? I agree. I think I think that's right. I think it's um. I don't know. It does raise an interesting question, right? Around. Uh, as I've disclosed before, I'm a complete idiot when it comes to actually figuring out what's happening in game with basically every from software game with trying to like piece everything together. So I'm definitely the type of person that's going to YouTube and other platforms to you know watch videos and read what the hell is actually going on. But when I like when I do that, it like really enriches the game experience and I really like enjoy it, you know, everything about it. So, so is it like, I guess the question is like, is that, is that like unfair that I'm able to like, you know, read other sources to actually figure out what's supposed to look like what they're telling me like in the game? Um, or is it like, should that be like discrediting the narrative as it exists in the game, because, you know, I think God of Wars is like maybe a little bit more straightforward and kind of tells you, you know, exactly what's, what's going on for the most part. So I don't know, it kind of raises an interesting, more like philosophical question, but if you don't dwell on that too much, I would be like, I, I, you know, enjoy the overall like Elden Ring approach to things. It's just 
there's a little bit more extra work that you need to do outside the game to fully comprehend everything that's going on. Well, I think, and this is what Elden uh, uh, from Software does so well with a lot of their games, is that they tell the story for that game at the moment, but the background of that story and these characters, like, yeah, you definitely have to read more and go back in. Um, and it's so so many mem- memorable new characters that you never knew, know, um, like Radon in Elden Ring or Michaela and, and all that stuff, like... You get the story that that is is told in the game, and then you get the story that's told through the lore, and then you get the story that somebody tells you online. But it's just more details, which everybody wants. That's why I think it does it so well. Where like, it makes me actually want to go and find out more. Where like, the game consumes me to that to that point. Where you know, but great narratives from from all these these games. I think, um, but Elden Ring is gonna be the one for my money. All right, and then last, but oh no no, two more, two more. But oh, debatable is... whether these actually need to be separate categories. But... Yeah, uh, I think all right. So the next one is best game direction, and I think this one more would have to do with whoever's making the game. We got Elden Ring uh, by From Software Bandai Namco, God of War Ragnarok by Sony Santa Monica SIE. Horizon Forbidden West by Guerrilla Games SIE, uh, Immortality Half by Half Mermaid, and Stray by Blue Tall Studio Annapurna. Um, the best game direction, what does that even mean? Um, I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, all right. Uh, they're all good game directions. Let's leave it at that so we could just get to the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the last category, which is the big one. Game of the Year. Um, we got A Plague Tale Requiem by Asobo Studio Focus Entertainment. Elden Ring by From Software Bandai Namco. God of War Ragnarok by Sony Santa Monica SIE. Horizon Forbidden West by Guerrilla Games SIE. Stray by Blue 12 Studio Annapurna. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3 by Monolith Soft Nintendo. Obviously, the big one. Um, two very strong contenders, I think. Well, three very strong contenders considered blockbusters but two that are leading the pack with Elden Ring God of War and God of War Ragnarok I think Elden Ring's gonna win obviously um I love God of War I just finished it um I'll talk about it in my closing thoughts um it was more of the same I think Elden Ring to me was more innovative even though it was it's a from software game it was an open world from software game it did so much um 110, 120 hours that I played of it and I wanted to play more and I can't wait to play DLC if that comes out eventually or whenever that comes out. Um, I think it's these two games were too big no matter if, if they were by themselves, like if there was no God of War in the year of Elden Ring and there was no Elden Ring in the year God of War, they would have easily won. Um, but that that's how good these two games are that there's a bit of a debate about which one you think is better. Um, but yeah, my money's on Elden Ring this year. What about you? Yeah, I think the the big takeaway for me when this was announced was like, oh my god, this had to have been such a slow year for big new games if Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is actually being considered as a game of the year contender, so... Yeah, that was the thing too. A lot of people on the internet were very upset about Xenoblade being in there, um... But I, mean, I, I, I need I need to look in. I need to check it out. Like Xenoblade Chronicle Two was like was one of the most upsetting game experiences I've ever had. <laughs> like it was just such an absolute garbage of garbage video games. So 
Um, and I haven't heard that Chronicles three like you know meaningfully changes from that. So like it should just not be a game of the year contender. I think under under any circumstances. So so to me, it's like are they just so desperate for big titles like that they had no no choice? Or part of me is like, okay, is 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 there like Nintendo is you know is making some calls to be like, hey, like we need to have a Nintendo game to be on this list. Otherwise we're like not participating in the game or like to me, it's like, I wonder if there's something more like nefarious happening. Uh, so I don't I think don't it's know. nefarious. They just didn't have enough. And obviously it's, it's weird because you have like stray in there, a plague tale, um, as well. Mm-hmm. Not that they're not good games. I, I haven't played them. Um, I know I do want to play them, but it's not like last year where you had, um, it takes two winning game of the year. Um, even though it wasn't like a big super blockbuster, but people obviously knew that it was a great game and it was in conversations throughout the whole year. So, yeah. um, but there's no denying it this year. I think uh, Elden Ring ahead of God of War and ahead of Horizon. Um, tough, tough year for uh, SIE, but also you put out two bangers of uh, AAA action games. So, kudos yeah. to you. Yeah, you know, I think I would. It would be. I think it's Elden Ring. Um, I think what's interesting is you're using the term more of the same when you're talking about God of War, which is more or less how I characterized you know my initial like ten hours of playing it so far, where it's like kind of it's more of the same, which I'm I'm totally fine with. I think it's I think that's still great. What I'm trying to like wrap my head around is. Why Why did I not have that same takeaway when playing Elden Ring? Where I didn't really feel that at all. But when you break down the game, like it literally is more of the same. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. more, it's more of the same from no, software I, formula, but you know what I mean? Like it's, so it's like kind of hard to describe, but I feel like I never had that, that more of the same feeling, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's the open world. That's that's that to me is the only difference because if if this was just like any other like Dark Souls one through three or Sekiro or uh, Bloodborne where you go to different sections and stuff like that, I would have said it, it's more of the same as well. But just the open world aspect of it kind of pushed it enough for me to make it feel different. Whereas with God of War Ragnarok. Um, Combat's the same, in a sense, even though you do get uh, better combos and a better progression system with the combat, um, with the weapons, with the characters, with the the way the mechanics are, I think it's it's the same as well. But it's just, I think the open-worldness of Elden Ring pushed it enough to me where it's different enough. Um, but love them both. You know what? I would give it to both if I could. Great. All right. So that does it. This is like our beefiest episodes, and we're not even I think closing we, thoughts. I think we just got to end the episode. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, people people no, want to close closing thoughts. We still got to do closing thoughts? Okay. Yeah. That does it for the episode part. Uh, that's we crazy. Like, we have like a bunch of other news items. I think we just got to go right, right yeah. into closing thoughts. We're just going to go into closing thoughts, but, yeah. uh, you know, good, good stuff from the Game Awards. And I can't wait till we do it, the, the coach stream. Uh, and see how how do right the, do and the wrong stream, we, yeah yeah how right and wrong we we are. 
When, um, when is it again? Uh, December something. I don't know. I'll figure okay. it out. Okay. Well, I'll figure it out. I'm just going to make I sure I can do. actually do it. <laughs> it's it's usually on like I don't a, want it to be another situation where I promise a live stream and then yeah no it's usually on a week it. it's like on a Saturday or Sunday if I remember right um, okay so so it'll be fine all right moving on to closing thoughts <laughs> in the beefiest episode we've had um, for me it's just a quick uh, finish God of War um, obviously Nick's still working through it so I don't have um, too many, I don't want to say too many things until we can put both our thoughts together, but great game. Like I said, more of the same great story. There are some surprises in there and some standout characters. So great game. Um, definitely game of the year for a lot of people and League of Legends preseason League of Legends season 13 is going to be, uh, starting in January of next year. They added a bunch of cool stuff. It's um, like now you have monsters that help you out in the jungle. So that's pretty funny because it's like Pokemon. Um, a lot of new items and stuff like that. So I've been playing that. Um, and it's interesting. And that's it for me. I think that was probably the slimmest Hugo closing thoughts I've ever heard. Is Are you trying to like speed through it because the episode's already so long? Well, no. Also, like, it it's, I, finished, I, I finished Ragnarok. I can't talk about it too much right now because you haven't been it. And I yeah, I guess it's, it's a lot. I mean, you played, you played it almost 50 hours. Yeah, it 40. Came out, it came out last week, so. I mean, 47 hours. Um, I think if I didn't do all the side stuff, I probably would have finished it in, like, 30 to 35 hours. But doing the side quests is so easy that you kind of just do them as you're playing. Um so I think before I did the side quests or, or finished all the side quests, I beat it in 40 hours. And that was mm. with some side quests and main story done. Cool. Yeah, I'm about 10 hours into it. Uh, really enjoying it. I mean, it, it looks incredible. plays great. Um, enjoying the new characters. I'm glad that it's not... I don't know if this is like spoiling anything, but I'm glad you're just not with Atreus the whole time. I think you kind of alluded that to me in last week's episode. So I'm now at a point where they're opening up kind of the NPCs that you're, you know, playing with and and all that. So um yeah. I guess so I probably need more than I'll probably need like a couple of weeks before I can finish that up. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no rush. Whenever you finish yeah, it, we'll yeah. do our core review. Yeah, but yeah, we can do a more detailed review once I wrap that also, up. Also that gives you like ideas of why you think Elden Ring is the game of the year for you because you literally would not stop playing Elden Ring, whereas like right now I was like, oh, yeah, I'm playing it. Yeah, I mean that's like a, a good anecdote where uh, I was playing so much Elden Ring every night, you know, until late, you know, late late into the night, where my where my wife was just like what are you doing? <laughs> like, what, what is going on? Like, why are you playing this so much, uh, all the time? And I'm like, Oh yeah, like it's just a game that I've been, you know, waiting a long time for. And it's really good. Whereas, yeah, that's like, that's not happening at all with, with God of War where I'm, you know, when I have time, I'm, I'm like, Oh yeah, like I, I really want to get into it, but I'm not like, you know, op- like blocking my schedule so that like nothing else happens. Um, so, and then also, um, I guess this kind of goes into my next point around closing thought, closing thoughts. So in addition to God of War, it's been, um, Warzone 2. So I've been playing a little bit of that. 
Uh, it's been a pretty buggy launch. Uh, so I think a lot of people are having lots of different bugs and performance issues. I've been having a lot of audio, like very annoying audio issues with playing it, but whenever I can work through it, I've been able to play, you know, I've probably only played like 10, like 10 rounds or something like that because I probably spent half of my time on just trying to get the, trying to get the game to work. So that's been a pretty frustrating, but when I get it to work, I've been having a good time. Uh, I'm absolutely terrible. Like I'm, I'm very much a Warzone newbie. Uh, so it's a pr pretty steep learning curve. Uh, I tend to get my ass kicked pr pretty quickly in, in every round. So, um, but yeah, I'm ha having a good time. I mean, I, it, it does kind of give me the itch cause I've, I've, Loved Call of Duty, the early ones, um, and with Warzone being free, it kind of makes me want to play it, but I also am not a big fan of Battle Royales. I prefer just the regular multiplayer aspect of it, so I would have to fork over some money and actually pay for the um, for the regular. We should uh, try We should try the, the DMZ mode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually I'm going to try it out because it's available. Um, yeah. Especially now that it, it's on Steam as well. Like, it's not restricted to, to Blizzard yeah. uh, Activision launcher, so. Yep, yeah, I got I'll, it on Steam. I'll probably succumb to the, when I'm bored, I'll succumb to the Call of Duty. Nice. Uh, um, what else you got? What I think do that's we... pretty much it. I think it's really been going back and forth between God of War and Warzone 2. And then the only other maybe like noteworthy update is finally getting my notification that my analog pocket is going to get delivered soon. So oh, nice. Just yeah, in time for some uh, holiday break. Yeah. So I ordered that, I think basically a year ago. Uh, so I've had to been very patient waiting for this, waiting for this thing. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting it. It's basically a FPGA based, like very high end, kind of Game Boy form factor uh, where it takes in like actual cartridges. So if you have, you know, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance cartridge, um, they also have adapters for some of the other, you know, portable systems that are out there. So it's made to play cartridges, but you can also just kind of like, I don't know if it's like jailbreaking it or whatever, but you can basically have it load, you know, the entire catalog of you know nintendo genesis super nintendo neo geo so yeah i'm looking forward to playing with that i think that'll be a fun fun little machine just to play like retro games and yeah hopefully i'll have some impressions on that in, in the next couple of weeks nice can't wait to, can't wait for you to give the pressing buttons review on that yeah it'll definitely rate higher than the uh i don't even remember the name of it Fucking the other thing. That La, I bought La Bomba. That... I don't even, yeah, I don't what was it called? Either. I already forgot the name of it because I hated it so much. It was the little. Yeah, I don't remember the name. But it, yeah. it was a bomb. It's, La yeah. Bomba. Yeah. La Bomba. A stinker. Yeah. Oh, all right. Man, that was a. This is a beefy episode. It's I'm exhausted. Beefiest episode. Yeah. yeah. And, and we thought we weren't going to be talking too much. We thought we were gonna. We <laughs> thought we I said, were. I said I thought. Oh yeah, this will maybe take us like thirty minutes to yeah. talk through all this shit. We thought we were gonna go through the categories really easy, but apparently we had a lot of opinions. 
Um, but make sure you guys are joining us on Discord so that way you get the latest updates when uh, we release the episodes. But also, most importantly, when we will be doing the live stream with the Game Awards. Um, so we can also do the contest for the t-shirts and you guys are, you know, in there with us having some fun. But that's it, man. That's it for our longest episode to date. Uh, I'm Hugo. Bye. I'm Nick. Later. Thanks for joining us on episode 43 of Pressing Buttons. The show is produced and edited by Nick and myself. Our awesome music is composed by Layla, and our show art is done by Deep Pass Design. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next episode.